What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so this week we're going to go over a case that features a brachial plexus lesion, and then we're also going to go over some other musculoskeletal pathology that have overlapping presentations with this particular lesion, and point out the key differentiating factors. Alright, so the way this works is there's a clinical scenario with a board style question at the end of it. Before we jump in and answer the question, we're first going to go through the case, point out the relevant clinical findings, and then go through the relevant anatomy, and then use that to answer the question. Here we have a 55-year-old woman. After having a mastectomy, she presents to her doctor's office complaining that she is unable to comb her hair. So she had a mastectomy for breast cancer. And then since that, at her first post-op visit, she's saying that she cannot comb her hair. So she denies any neck pain, which would really eliminate any thought of, you know, that it's some kind of neck disorder or cervical spine problem like a disc herniation or cervical stenosis. And then she's also denying any numbness or tingling in the upper extremity. So it's not likely that you hit one of the sensory nerves in the surgery because otherwise they'd have significant numbness. And then her radial pulses are 2 plus, which is normal, which means that this is likely not a vascular injury. So it means like likely the subclavian artery was not affected or any other kind of artery because then their pulses, her pulses would be diminished. So they're asking the nerve injured, so they're telling you, the nerve injured in this patient innervates a muscle that does which of the following? So there's two steps here. One, you got to figure out what nerve it is. And then two, you got to figure out what muscles, muscle or muscles are innervated by that nerve. And then you got to figure out what the action, you got to know what the action is. So really, in a sense, it's almost a three-step. So it's a good anatomy question. All right, so let's talk about the muscles involved in moving the arm overhead. And so that's essentially what this woman is unable to do, unfortunately, is she's trying to comb her hair, which involves taking your hand and placing it not only above your shoulder, but above your head. So there's a number of muscles involved in that. So let's talk about those muscles involved. So supraspinatus, abducts to the first 15 degrees, because essentially it's abduction, but then you're going beyond abduction. So the, this motion begins with abduction, and then it has to go beyond that. So you have the first 15 degrees of supraspinatus, then you have deltoid, which will take you up to 90. So super, supraspinatus is here, as you can see. Muscles contract, muscles contract, it's going to pull it out this way. Deltoid muscle is, is seen here. So this is this wide-based muscle. Again, it contracts, it contracts, it's going to continue to pull. But it's only going to pull to, nine, to 90 degrees here. So 90 degrees. So if you want to go past 90 degrees, like the patient in this case who wants to go overhead, you're going to need these two muscles, trapezius and serratus anterior. So if you remember, trapezius, we'll show here, is, is one of these large spanning uh, muscles in the back. And the trapezius essentially does upward rotation of the scapula for abduction beyond 90 degrees. And then the serratus anterior, which is from the anterior view, is this rib that really originates on the ribs here, and then it inserts onto the scapula. You can see it, this portion right here, these muscle bellies here, the serratus anterior. And again, this also, it does protraction of the scapula, which means it pulls the scapula up against the rib cage to stabilize it. And so by doing that, it also helps with upper rotation of the scapula for abduction beyond nine degrees as well. And so by, you know, these two muscles essentially rotating and, and stabilizing the scapula, that's the key is you, is because you need it, you know, with any kind of rotation, you need a stable base. And so by stabilizing the scapula, you're able to do these motions of going up 
beyond 90 degrees. And so let's think about the innervation here. So supraspinatus is suprascapular. Suprascapular nerve. This is axillary nerve. So they're not, she's not saying she can't abduct her arm at all. She's just saying she can't get it above 90. So it's not likely that these are injured. Plus in breast surgery, if you look at where these are, this is out on the outer aspect of the, of the arm here. Supraspinatus is in the back here. So it's not likely that these, that these nerves were injured. Trapezius is shown here. This is spinal accessory nerve, which is cranial nerve 11. And this is a nerve that can get injured in neck surgery because it's traveling in the neck region. We'll talk more about that in the head and neck chapter. So again, this patient didn't have neck surgery, as far as we know, at least recently. And so it's not likely that the spinal accessory uh, would produce injury to the spinal accessory nerve produce this. So it's likely not that trapezius is responsible. Now serratus anterior is innervated by a nerve called long thoracic nerve. Now long thoracic comes off the brachial plexus and then it travels down on the surface of the serratus anterior and innervates it. Given the location of the, of the long thoracic nerve, which we'll show here, so here it is traveling down. Here's the serratus anterior here. So it's traveling here. In the old days, it was called serratus magnus, and this is an older picture. So this is called, but today we call it serratus anterior. So it's traveling down this way on top of, ser of serratus anterior, like we showed. And then so here's the axillary node. So when someone, someone, a woman has a mastectomy, you know, for cancer, you're going to remove the cancer. It's somewhere in the breast region here. So now the problem is, is that, you know, say you have a tumor in this region here, and it, but it can metastasize to these axillary lymph nodes because you have these nodes drain lymph from this region. And so a surgeon's gonna go in and, and often prophylactically, or even if they sometimes they biopsy and find tumors in here, they're gonna take these nodes out because it's really one of the first areas of metastasis. So you wanna provide the best clinical outcome. So whenever you hear of a patient in these type of questions having a mastectomy, they may even say it, but you almost want to be thinking about it or assuming it is that, they're ha that, is that they had resection of the axillary nodes. And so by resecting the axillary nodes, as you can see, this is really in the same region as the long thoracic nerve because the nodes would be in this region here, really in the armpit or the axilla. So this nerve is at risk of injury during resection of axillary lymph nodes. And so what can happen is, is that the surgeon can inadvertently injure the long thoracic nerve and then it results in this presentation. So back to our question here. So what this question is essentially asking you is, what is the action of the serratus anterior? Because, so we've done the three steps. So we know the nerve is the long thoracic nerve. We know that long thoracic nerve innervates serratus anterior. So really the last question is, is what does serratus anterior do? And so does it abduct the shoulder? Sure, it helps with abduction, but that is more so like we talked about supraspinatus and the deltoid. Adduction of the shoulder isn't really, you know, that's moving the opposite way. That's not, that's not going to help you with overhead motion or abduction. And that's more so the latissimus dorsi or subscapularis or teres major, more so those type of muscles or the pectoralis major those muscles are going to more so serve for adduction. They were not, the nerves for those muscles were not injured in this procedure likely. External rotation is going to be 
infraspinatus and teres minor. Now, infraspinatus is suprascapular nerve, just like super, supraspinatus. And again, since it's in the posterior aspect of the shoulder, it's not likely that it was injured because they weren't operating in that region. Teres minor is axillary nerve, which I guess run, which runs through the axillary region, but again, it doesn't correspond with the presentation. The external rotation doesn't as, as much help you with overhead movement. Internal rotation, again, similar to adduction. This is really essentially going in the opposite direction, you know, bringing the shoulder towards the midline or bringing the humerus towards the midline. And it's not going to be really moving with overhead motion. And, you know, it's going to be more muscles like subscapularis, latissimus dorsi, teres major, pec major. So not likely that, that it's it's those. Plus, the other thing with all these is I'm just going through these for the sake of review. The other thing is serratus anterior doesn't do any of these motions. So protraction of the scapula. Serratus anterior definitely does that, so that is, is essentially our answer. Retraction of the scapula is trapezius. Again, we like to talk about that's not likely the injury. Flexion of the elbow is brachialis and biceps. Those were not injured. Extension of the elbow is triceps. So again, to close this out, protraction of the scapula. All right, that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you check back every Wednesday for new Da Vinci cases. And then to see the corresponding video for this audio, check out our website at dviacademy.com, where you can also find PDF notes for this audio as well. Also on our site, you can find our book and video packages for anatomy and biochemistry. You can also follow us on Instagram for weekly posts and video. And then lastly, if you have any questions about the content of this video or about Da Vinci Academy, put them in the comments and our team will be sure to answer them. All right, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.